Welcome to the Sleepy Time Podcast, everyone. <laughs> Sleepy Time Podcast. We're real tired. We're hoping you're real tired, too. <laughs> Tune uh, in, nod off. Feel free to nod off along. <laughs> I uh, saw a Blue Jay today. Jesus. It was nice. Okay. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, and sitting to my left, James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Right across the table from him, Travis Herman, Dr. T. Neal. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> you can like Sort of My Brand in our nerd news page, Sort of My Comics on Facebook, follow Sort of My Podcast on Instagram, and subscribe to Sort of My Brand on YouTube. You're listening to this somewhere, whether it's... Uh, Tumble over myself while you're here. Go ahead, rate, review, comment. Let me know how bad I fucked up just now. <laughs> and all our personal social media is in the description below. <clears throat> okay, so, alright. Uh, we've got a really packed show tonight. we got, like, a lot yeah. to record. We're not going to have much of a moment of banter, but you just want to say this. I think it's really ironic. Just under two weeks after we do a live Jenga video... Philip DeFranco's Vloggity channel does a live Jenga video as well. <laughs> just saying. It, yeah. it does seem to be more than just a coincidence. Trending like, much? Right? Because, like, who was ever talking about Jenga before we started playing Jenga? <laughs> In your, we had to build the blocks ourselves. <laughs> out of memory. We made it. <laughs> we, we went, we cut down a tree, we, we like, shaved the blocks down by hand. Yeah, maybe it took hours. Billy D there. We're not. On his radar, <laughs> not even a little bit. Damn. Um, we do have a theme too, though, right? No, not no. really. Like, I mean, we're gonna do Christmas comics coming up, but uh, no. Oh, whoa, whoa. wait a minute! Bring a little Santa to it all. Travis is gonna bring a little Christmas to this episode. Yeah, uh, it'll be a fucking theme if I <laughs> have to try. We're having a goddamn Christmas theme. You're gonna sit back and you're gonna enjoy it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we do have one quick topic before we get into those comics. Yeah. Uh, like some shit kind of got away from us, and uh, we just neglected to talk about them. And that is uh, Runaways came out, The Punisher came out, and the Crisis on Earth X crossover <laughs> happened. Uh, yeah. We're gonna do this non-spoilers, especially because Runaways is still pretty new. Crisis on Earth X just happened, and Travis, you haven't seen any of these. No, <laughs> no, I have not tuned in. Had <laughs> nothing on those. Uh, have you watched any of the Runaways yet? Oh, no, no, I haven't. Okay. Actually I didn't think yet. so. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about Runaways real quick. And uh, wh- one of the cautionary things I can say is give it about two episodes. It's not bad starting that. It's just one of those things that it needs to grow on you a little bit. You need to see how it progresses. Well, isn't this kind of one of those shows that's like... Like, Runaways hasn't really been that big of a thing with Marvel. Like... Not They've really. been around for a while, but who would have thought they would have actually made a Runaways TV show? Uh, you know, with with how popular Riverdale is and uh, yeah. all the CW, yeah, the variety of CW shows based around teenagers, I, I feel like it was about time we got a like teenager based superhero TV show. Well, I mean, uh, outside could, of Smallville, I guess. I mean, they yeah. could have they could have went uh, a more familiar route with something like the Young Avengers, where we would have had like. Hawkling. Yeah, but then like, then they would have, like 
they would have to plug that into their MCU. And then, nah. Yeah. That, that would just be messy. I think this were, it works out pretty well. Like, by the third episode, we're starting to see some of the powers progress. One of the, one of the characters actually starts discovering their powers from the first episode, but we don't really see the other elements of these characters come to light until around the third episode. Now, I'm only three episodes in. <laughs> so I can't sounds, four, sounds like it did better uh, than a lot of shows. You know, you give it the five episode. Yep. Vinny, Vinny says this is a two episoder. So yeah, you gotta give it the two episodes. Only two. We're not dealing with an Pretty Agents good. of Shield here. We're gonna give it like to, eight. Yeah, you, you know, know it's a good show. Down for ten hours. Yeah, you know it's a good show when uh, Vinny only takes one episode. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I think uh, most people should check it out if you're unaware of what it's about. It's uh, these group of teenagers split up because of the death of. One of their friends kind of drives a wedge in between them. They all grow up into different people. And they come together one night, kind of out of nostalgia, and discover that their parents are super villains. And I, I use quotes when I say that because some of them aren't inherently evil. Some of them come across like totally evil. Like it's a mixed bag. But they're super villains nonetheless. And uh, then, you know. We, we see how it progresses from there. And like I said, I'm only three episodes in. They're still, like, living with their parents. They haven't ran away just yet. <laughs> so They're not the runaways yet. Yeah. But don't yeah. worry. The Given the title of the show, it'll happen eventually. Yeah. It's going to be the show finale. <laughs> <laughs> they finally like ran away. 18 episodes of them dude, just living at believe. home with their parents. Season 12. They fucking ran away, dude. <laughs> they ran away. Again, man, it's just like season one all over again. <laughs> uh, next up is The Punisher, which is mostly about loss. You, you wouldn't expect this to be, like, you would expect it to be a very violent show. But there is violence. Plenty of good violence. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's a, mostly about loss. Frank Castle, obviously, you, you should know the story by now. He loses his family thanks to uh, a mob hit. Well, that's in the comics, not in the show. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, can't really talk about how he loses his family. Uh, uh, because they haven't... It's part of the mystery. Like, yeah, what, uh, what I mean, is it that caused him to lose his family? Like, like one of the things, I think we're three or four episodes in, uh, one of the things that we really noticed, like, the flashbacks. Like, it, it, they're not your typical, like... CW flashback where like mm -hmm. these flashbacks take up almost half the episode. No. These are like they're not so much flash; they're dreams. Yeah, the, nightmares. Yeah, they're they're dreams. They're nightmares. They're sometimes daydreams, like fabricated happiness and stuff. And I like it, and not necessarily that he wasn't happy with his family. This is one of those things. This is like, he's amalgamizing memories at this yeah, point. Like yeah. you can tell that things are just meshing together. From, like, happiness to total life destruction. Yeah. Uh, one of the best things, like, if you really need anything to sell you on this show, check out, like, what, the first ten minutes of the first episode? Oh, God, Where he's yeah. finishing up his business, where, where he thinks he's killing the people responsible for the death of his family, and it's full-on Punisher. It's everything you want. Like, I mean, we're talking black-clad trench coat. He's strangling oh, yeah. a guy to death. In a bathroom stall with his own tie. <laughs> oh my god, that yeah. was great! Oh, it's so great. Uh, and that's just one of the the variety of things that happens in that. It's one of the more highly rated uh, Marvel Netflix shows right now. It's like it's definitely ranking up there for me. I think it's my favorite. I don't know. 
It's one of the shows I want to watch. <laughs> well, I've watched uh, Daredevil, and uh, I haven't got to watch like season two or anything. So I'm still yeah. far behind, but out of most of them, that's one I want to watch. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. And I, I think, saw the trailer; that was great. I think some of those arguments also come out of the fact that it's not like a big picture thing. It's not like yeah. a New York's gonna be destroyed. It's it's Frank's story. It's yeah. just this guy's story. It's not like the fate of the world is not in his hands. I mean, uh, when has the fate of the world ever been in Frank Castle's hands? A couple times. Once or twice. Who would put the fate of the world in his hands? Uh, I'd say it probably in the books, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit, we gave it to him again. Okay, now, the last thing we need to talk about, Crisis on Earth X. Oh, my this God. This is the big CW crossover, and the number one thing I'm going to say about this is... WB Studios, your big movie studios, take fucking note. Like this, this is how you do it. Like Jesus, this is what. Like yeah, yeah tell right? Man, Come on, right? Like, take note. Without <laughs> without commercials, this was every bit of about three hours of entertainment that focused on four to three and a half ish. About forty five yeah. million episodes. So but yeah, yeah. So you've you've got these four separate like groups entities really. groups yeah. that come together to form this this team and and, and saying that like it, it's not like the Avengers assembling or anything like that. This is like uh this happens once in a great while, yeah. but when it does, it is a massive occasion. And just in case you're, you're not aware of what the story is focused around, and I don't feel like I'm giving spoilers with the, the version I'm going to tell you here, our heroes get together for Barry and Iris's wedding, and during the wedding ceremony, uh, they get interrupted by Nazi versions of themselves. I did not see that coming. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you've seen it. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Anyways... Turns really? out the Nazi I make a Nazi joke and you don't oh, even get the my joke. God. You know, it was a bad joke. <laughs> it was a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad joke. That's what my mom keeps telling me. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, these Nazis are have come for Supergirl because it turns out their overgirl is dying of radiation poisoning of some sort. They're, they never really go specifically into it, why she's dying. Yeah, that. actually, so that, that's they, a little bit of a. They yeah. literally said that she was like Icarus. She flew too close to the sun. And see, what threw me off about that is how many times has Superman come right. like right. Right there. I, I don't buy it. But anyways, they're they're here to take Supergirl's heart to give to Overgirl. And uh, we see how it progresses from there. This, Damn. wow. Like, the only thing I could take away from it, if I had to pull some stuff out of this, is that the CW, you know, it's superhero shows are known for their drama. Mm -hmm. And when you have four shows coming together, then in each episode, you are going to have like a four to five different scenes all strung right next to each other all yeah. doing almost the exact same thing it makes it like stick out like a sore thumb it's it's bad <laughs> so <laughs> what i would do is i would cut down on the drama just a little bit yeah because uh, it, it is distracting like, there there were some things that were a little like overplayed mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I think you know the one night stand that I'm talking about. Oh no, I thought I loved that. That was like, great. like hey. I like take out maybe. <laughs> when you yeah. say one night stand, man, <laughs> I think that was <laughs> sexy. <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, it was a great element to it. It's just yeah, I I think I know what you mean now. They do, they could lose like one or two of the oh what did I do scenes, but and then it is going to make you cry. Too. That is, oh, that is no. indefinite. I, Jesus. We're not going to tell you when. We're not going to tell you how. But I, it happened. I, yeah, I was crying. I, I knew it was <laughs> coming, and like it, it fucking, it broke me. Well, no, it kind of gives you this little, little bit of hope. Yeah. You find out like how it's still going on, and how it didn't just happen instantly. You, you've got some hope, but. Then, man. Then it happens, and it's... And some acting chops come out. Oh, my God. Wow, these guys, they they earned their Oscars. They sold it, for sure. But, yeah, this is awesome for anyone who loves the CW shows. If you're not watching all of them, it it helps to be caught up. It really does. Like, Like, Odell's not caught up on Super I'm not caught up on... Like, I've watched the first two seasons. I haven't started the new season. Like, some things were brought up, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. They did, wait. <laughs> and within, like, the first 20 minutes of the first episode. And then, but after that, you just kind of, like, you go with yeah. it. It helps to have seen the shows, but anyone can drop in and watch this. And like, I, it, even if you haven't seen any of the shows, I think yeah. you can yeah. drop I'll in. I'll eventually be going back I mean, and backtracking. Yeah. Eventually when the leisure's there, you know? Yeah. But I can. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, like, I've got the guide up here like, to how to watch it so you All don't right. get out of sequence. You're going to want to watch your Supergirl episode right. 6. First thing you want to go good one to do, I know it's season 3. But uh, you're going to want to watch Flash Season 3. Pause it halfway through the episode. Then hop all the way back to Arrow. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's go ahead and uh, dig into the short box for the the reason we have all this wonderful stuff to talk about, and that is comic books. And it looks like first up we've got Klaus and the Crisis in Xmasville. You happy? (laughs) Uh, Spawn number 39... And Travis, you brought Army of Darkness, Ash, Ash's Christmas Horror. Yeah, I did. Oh, that's, that's festive. <laughs> hey, All right, who wants to go first? Travis, you want to take us out Nothing since like the last a, episode? Yeah, nothing right. like a little chainsaw and eggnog to get you in the spirit here. <laughs> Some chain nog. But yeah, this is a, a dynamite one shot from 2008 that I've had for a good bit. It's nice and girthy, man. Uh, yeah. It's a good one. It's a good Looks little story. Thick. And uh, I love the cover art. It's uh, by Dave Simmons. It's like, even in the background, everything is real detailed and nice. And... Like zombie reindeer? Ugh. Yeah, yeah, everything. Uh... Oh my god, and the Necronomicons and a Christmas hat. Yes, yes. Yeah. I actually made an ornament of this out of uh, salt, though, recently. And it looks uh, it looks phenomenal. That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this, this is one I've actually had for a long time. It's a really good one, though. It starts off around Christmas time at Smart. A sexy elf assistant is uh, interrupted by a possessed fake tree and is attacked by a possessed Santa. Uh, the impersonator, you know, that would be at the store. All kinds of kids running around everywhere like snot-nosed brats. And Ash saves the damsel in distress from the Santa impersonator. Whoa. So, he saves the store and the girl and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gruesome. Like he, oh Okay, Santa God. Claus has two heads at one point. 
Yeah, like a whole other so. bodies wow. coming out. Ash shows up with some sweet shades and two guns and is like, you know, I'm here to kick ass and take names. And then he rides the reindeer into Santa Claus's chest. <laughs> and he saves the store. They give him uh, they give him a chainsaw to hack up all the parts. And then uh, they're all like, yeah, thank you. One year later, Ash is asked to pl- uh, be Santa uh, because none of the Santa companies will, like, send anybody anymore because of what happened last year. But Ash declines and heads home claiming to be sick. Angry about classic Christmas movies on TV, Ash goes to bed, slamming his door and knocking the Necronomicon open on the ground. <laughs> okay. Like, he's sitting here watching uh, The Christmas Carol and, like, uh, The Grinch. But it's all, like, all the artwork's, like, a little different. Instead of the Chip Eds, <laughs> it's like, uh, we're the gophers, Zoe, Sally, and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> the Grinch is purple. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the winch. <laughs> But yeah, he goes to bed uh, mad about seeing all that Christmas stuff on TV. He's done with it. When he goes to sleep, the Necronomicon consumes all the like material on the TV and corrupts Ash's dreams. Oh, there's actually a really good little bit here. Uh, I think a little rhyme. It was the night before the night, before and all through the room. Not a monster was stirring, not even in the gloom. When the Necronomicon crept, squelched, and lurched for Ash's door... It crawled and skittled up the blankets toward his snore, and deep in the dreams it wrapped its filthy hold, enveloping his mind and letting in the cold. For deep in his sleep, where he thought himself safe, the evil was working and scheming with hate. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh yeah, I figured you guys would like that. Like, they put some good work into it. So he wakes up from the going to bed just out of nowhere, and there's three Christmas spirits standing at the foot of his bed. And they tell Ash that he must go on a journey to change his ways. Because he turned down the uh, Santa position, went home. So Ash is like, okay, just get out of my room. I'm going on the journey. And he goes outside of his house and he turns into Claymation. And there's Frosty and two elves. (laughs) And the Frosty uh, claims that there's a a bunch of like yellow snow on the bottom because of the forest animals like the pee and stuff. And uh, Ash is like... Being real bossy, shoves the shotgun in uh, Frosty's face, and it's like all smashed a bit. So he's, he's like wanting to know where the the Christmas star is. That's what they call it. And they tell him, he's like, it's right over there. So uh, he walks away, you know, thanks. He uh, travels past the Abominable Snowman, uh, Uville, which is a lot like Whoville, nice. uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, and cursing uh, Charlie. the Charlie Brown characters here. Telling him to, you know, stop dancing and putting on plays and everything. He gives up, like, hope on uh, Christmas. But uh, a Christmas spirit comes to him and shows him what it would have been like at S-Mart if he wasn't there last year. Like, a bunch of kids get, like, killed and blood splatter on the window. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then the uh, Christmas spirit takes off her hood and it's Linda, his ex-girlfriend who died in the movies and stuff, you know. And he's like, all right. I'll do it. I'll change my ways. You know, she convinced him and everything. Uh, meanwhile, no one wants to fill the Santa shoes at S-Mart. When Ash shows up, he's uh, wearing this leather jacket looking all super cool like, heard you guys need a Santa kind of thing, you know? And uh, so he decides Where to... Where uh, my ho-ho-hos at? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so he uh, he dons the Superman gear and... Uh, <laughs> what? Yep. Oh, Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be. Yeah. Super Santa. He dons the uh, Santa man, uh, Santa <laughs> gear. <laughs> Santa man. <laughs> He's the man. He's the man for the job, you know. 
And then there's a bunch of kids like picking their nose, ready to do it, and ready to sit on his lap and everything. And um, he saves the store that year. But in the background, you can see uh, bulbs here with like little like uh. evil skulls on them, kind of like glimmering off them. And uh, the kid getting on her lap, I think the stuffed animal's winking, like yeah. it may be possessed. Maybe. So it's like, and I never noticed that uh, both those things the first time. And I this read old it. kid is doing the whole shh. No, it looks like he's picking his nose. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Yeah. With a wink of his eye and a flash of a smile, Santa Ash grinned with delight, and they heard him exclaim to all in the story, Merry Christmas to all, to all a dismembered deadite. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah. So I brought to the table for uh, Christmas ah, this that's year. That's a fun one. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good little thing. Hey, good Sounds little, like uh, an enjoyable little sleigh ride there. Yeah. He's not a, much of a departure from his normal day to day. Well, I mean, yeah, he does, he's he's always a there's always a damsel. He's always got the one liners, a bunch of stuff from the movies in yeah. general. All right, Odell, do you want to go next? You want me to go? Uh, I'll bring up the rear. All right, guys. So uh, my book is Spawn number thirty nine, and this one came out in December, so it is a Christmas issue. Yeah. Uh, this one doesn't really have much of a rhyme in the background, <laughs> but uh, we open up to Christmas Eve in Harlem, New York. Uh, family is having a nice little Christmas snack before uh, the mom has to leave for work. We see that the daughter is kind of upset because she's not getting to go to some party that she wanted to go to. The mom apologizes, like, look, I gotta work, you know? Like, I need you to stay here and watch your brother. And now this is the point where I start becoming conflicted with the artwork. The artwork, at times, is unbearable. Like, this panel where they're eating the snack. And then, oh at times, man, this kid is so adorable. Like, in oh this my panel God. right here. Like, it, <laughs> it fluctuates from, like, awesome art to adorable art to what really it really kind of seems to fluctuate from like 90s Liefeld to (laughs) not yeah I like the panels though they all look pretty good yeah we we see the mother go to work though and she's uh taking on an extra job just to help you know provide for her family make ends meet because waitressing isn't doing it she lives in one of the poorest parts of town and she actually considers herself lucky because there are people in her neighborhood that don't have as much as she does so we see the daughter is on the phone talking to someone and decides yeah i'm gonna be there this boy is asking about me i'm going so she puts in rudolph for the little boy her her brother whose name is what is it uh jesus greggy which drives me nuts too but yeah greggy like anyways uh she leaves for the party and he sits and watches the tv watches it over again watches it over again and eventually falls asleep dreaming about and this is again this is where it gets adorable he says uh Little Greggy finds himself lost in a dream world. It's Christmas Day and hundreds of presents lie beneath the tree. He picks up a big shiny red box and hands it to a mom. It's from Santa. A huge smile lights up her face. Mommy works so hard and Santa knows it. Like, And it goes on like that of him just thinking of other people. Eventually he gets to his present too, but he goes through all these other people first. When all of a sudden there's a loud crunch on his ceiling and he wakes up, he thinks it's his sister. He goes to look out the window, and he sees people jumping across rooftops. One is in a Santa hat, and he knows it's Santa and his little helpers. Turns out, 
Santa's here, but it's not the one he wants. It's Spawn. Yeah, Spawn is taking on these bank robbers. And With so, the big red cape and everything, I'm yeah. sure it kind of like resembled like, oh, it could be Santa. So Greggy rushes to go get the cookies and milk. He forgot to put it out before he fell asleep. <laughs> While he's doing this, Spawn's throwing his chains at these guys, and he's hearing this, thinking that it's the the slave clamor on the like oh roof. <laughs> he's making a comment. He's like, "I hope he brought Rudolph. It's foggy out there. He's gonna need that big red nose." And at that very moment, Spawn busts the guy's nose open. Oh, nice! <laughs> he puts out the cookies, uh, rushes to bed because you know he needs to pretend to be asleep. Santa's here. He, Santa he's not will gonna be get his present. Present. He's not asleep, right? So, he, uh, Spawn goes on fighting these guys, and then we see Greg is up again. He forgot the milk! Oh my god, so he goes, he's, they're gonna be thirsty, all the cookies. I gotta go get the milk. What are you doing? <laughs> that, that's pouring the milk, man. Okay. okay. I thought you were just testing this out while it's talking. Then he then he goes to the window to look one more time. And says, "I better get back to get to bed before." Wow! And he sees what he wants to see, which is Santa and his reindeer. But it's actually <laughs> Spawn wrapping these guys up in metal and kicking them into the sky. I guess it's not really clear what exactly he's doing, but it looks like Santa and his reindeer. <laughs> So he goes, it was Santa! And he turns around totally to check was. the tree, and because he's counted these presents so many times, he realizes oh. nothing extra has been left. He what? starts to cry, and then he opens the window because he thinks, maybe I can still catch Santa. And he's like, Santa, Rudolph, come back! Please don't go! And then he realizes it's all, all is lost and that his mom's not going to get her present. And then he looks down and he sees a stack of $20 bills in a band. And he's like, you didn't forget us! Yeah. <laughs> so he grabs the, the money and he's like, thank you, Santa, thank you. He wrap, he puts it in a box and wraps it up and cannot, and then again, you see, he's so fucking adorable. Yeah. And he's like, now I'll put it right here where she can see it. I just can't wait to see Mommy's face. And Nadine's going to have a cow when I tell her I saw Santa and Rudolph. This is so cool. <laughs> and then the next morning, he, he gives the present to his mom. And she decides that she's going to keep it. But not because of selfish reasons. She decides to share it with everyone in the building. And she's telling Greggy how proud of him she is. And she says, I want you to do me a favor. Please remember this. Remember today. All the joy in this room is because of you. And he says, and Santa. And she's like, yeah, him too. You see, what you've done is give, is give me a chance to remind us all of what's important in life. Our families, our friends. Never forget, to uh, forget those who you care for. And it ends on this really... Sad note. You think that that like that, especially with all the festiveness here, it's like really heartwarming <laughs> and uplifting. But it does. It ends on a sad note because it says on the next page in a panel of Spawn sitting in what I think is an alley on some sort of makeshift throne. Uh, Always yep. find time to be with them. And then another panel showing him looking at a picture of his family which he lost. And never ever desert them in a time of need. That's how you show you care. How people know you love them. He tells him. Uh, he tells her I'll remember, and then asks her uh, 
isn't this the best Christmas ever? And she says, yes, it is, son. Yes, it is. Not for everybody. Oh. Kiss Spawn. Oh. Yeah. That was a, good, this is a great that was, issue. That was really fun. This is a really, really great Christmas issue. Uh, like I said, there are times in the artwork, like this this wow. two-page spread here is just, wow. Uh, Spawn looks great, but everything else is just, what the fuck? Uh, all right, Odal, your so, turn to bring up the rear. Klaus was initially released as a seven-part story, I think. I think it was uh, seven, and then it got extended to eight. Maybe. Something like that. Yeah. Two years ago. It's by Grant Morrison and Dan Mora. And they have a plan to release a one-shot every December. Uh, Which la- they did last year. Yeah, yeah, last year it was the the Witch of Winter, and like it brought into play like Pinocchio and Ooh. all sorts of yeah. really cool shit from really there. Cool. Uh, this year it's Klaus and the Crisis in Exmasville. And it's it's written on here, Exmasville, and it's that way for for a reason, and they actually, okay. for some reason, go into that in the book. Uh, oh, there's a whole six pages dedicated to it. Yeah, that's why you can't change it, Vin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck oh, it. whatever. Stop being <laughs> so politically correct. I'm the Scrooge here. <laughs> so, <laughs> I swear to God, that's just going, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, we start out it's it's 1985. There's a family on a road trip, and they're lost. And they find themselves in this town where all of the advertisement signs are for a drink called Pola Cola. Everyone is dressed like Santa Claus. Everyone, literally everyone, in is dressed town? like Santa Claus. Wow. <laughs> and it says, "Welcome to Xmasville, home of Pola Cola." So they pull in. To a gas station to ask for directions, get some snacks. And uh, as the guy goes in, he's slowly surrounded by Santas. He's uh, he's calling, the guy's calling his mom, letting letting her know, like, it's Christmas here. There's Santas everywhere. Uh, the signs... <laughs> Sign said, Xmasville. I, uh, I, I have to go. <laughs> One more time. Oh my god. The Santas that are surrounding him are like fit, strong, you'll make a fine Santa. Dang. You can join the others for basic training. So they're they're taking the children, they're taking the mom all from the car, and uh they don't know what's going on. And then we come down to a panel of a a figure shrouded in black with a giant axe. Telling all of these Santas to march. We forward to what appears to be... Looks like an English town. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a woman saying they missed my birthday dinner. They've never missed it. And uh, she had shot off a flare gun that Klaus gave her back in 1931. She said, you know, you said to use this if I ever needed your help. My family's in trouble. And she plays the voicemail that said that they were in Xmasville... So he goes to leave, and he's walking on the rooftops. He gets in his sleigh that is not led by reindeer, but immortal white wolves. Oh, man. Did that happen in previous yes. issues? Okay. Flash to a different part. We find out what Xmasville actually is. It was a fake town built to order 
by this guy's dad back in the day, and we see a young business-esque looking man pushing an older man in a wheelchair. It was all made so that Pola Cola would be bought year-round. It was meant to be oh. like a Disneyland-type attraction. And, like, the young one is trying to get it back up and running, but the old man won't sign over the rights to it. So the the young man, his, I'm assuming his grandfather, they approach a bandstand in the town, and they're discussing the Pola Cola, the workshop, and all that, saying that, you know, Klaus was real, and the young one's wanting to get it back up and running. He swears he can do it, but the old man basically explains to him that or they were trading children in exchange for space weapons so that they could rule the world. <laughs> that, that was the wow. entire plan crazy. of Exilisville. We trade kids, and in return we get complete ownership of Christmas as a concept. Of course, how did I not see it before? <laughs> and then we see the dark figure once again speaking to them this this evil character has his own like i first saw this and almost thought lobo yeah that's that what is like absolutely lobo and the thing is like when you see the guy you think lobo even more so this is he's got the mustache going yeah, yeah like essentially but it it seriously looks like lobo's chopper it's, it's lobo's chopper for sure but Klaus shows up in Exosville, and uh, Lily, his companion wolf, runs off to the chopper, and then we see the figure pick the wolf up and bite its neck. Jesus. And, uh, and he goes on to, to state that, you know, this is why he is the way he is. He killed it and drank its immortal blood. You're going to get way better at this. Event, Trying guys. to make it a little more merry. <laughs> So, Klaus is now pissed at the sight of his dead wolf in this guy's hands. And look at the guy. Oh, like, yeah. He even looks very Lobo-esque. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, without it's the like hood the on. Christmas Lobo. But, like, he... he Holy tra- shit, the way the mustache is and everything. That's what I was saying, yeah. that mustache. Like, the eyes. But Klaus charges him and just starts getting the holy hell beat out of him. And he's like, I'm stronger. Like, we're heads and tails of the same coin. And, and this is where I'm kind of like, is this kind of brought on by the uh, the Dark Knight's metal stuff? Because he goes on to explain that he's basically from the underbelly, like a dark Brandy. universe. This is Boom Studios, right? Yep. Yeah, this is derivative as fuck. Right? Yeah. It's like a battle Santa book. So just using anything involving Christmas is derivative. Anyways, right. that's the derivativeness you expect. You don't expect Lobo and Dark Knights of Metal to come in. Like the evil Santa was saying, they can't. Be- they don't believe in you. They can't believe in you. He sees that this guy's an alien. He has a spaceship. Klaus kicks him in the gut. Guy picks him back up, chucks him. He's like, you won't stick your snout in my business again. And just off of the spaceship. And he hits the ground with a giant thud. Uh, we go back to... Or, no, he hits the ra- ground with such a clatter. Touche. Uh, <laughs> Touche. Th- this is where we, we finally get the explanation of Xmasville. It's back to the businessman, his father, and uh, they're saying, Xmas will belong to us, and I mean Xmas, an all-purpose winter festival, none of that religious rot. 
So he doesn't want religion being part of Christmas anymore. He just wants it to be a business. And they go on to explain by criminalizing Santa, like getting rid of the idea of Santa, making Santa the bad guy, they can introduce the Pola-Cola Santa Claus and basically take ownership of Christmas. We go back to Klaus laying in the snow, almost dead, and someone finds him. It's a woman clad in blue, blonde hair. I can't remember her name. Like, I wanted to call her the, the Winter Valkyrie, but that's not her name, and it says it. Oh but my god, he has a bat cave. They, they go <laughs> he to... He has a Klaus cave. No, no. The workshop. They go, <laughs> they go to Grandfather Frost's workshop. Oh. But yeah, no. So Father Time and the Abominable Snowman mashup. Yeah, dinosaur. dinosaur. I was scanning for a giant penny or coin of it's some something. kind. This book makes my brain hurt. <laughs> but isn't it pretty? I like it though. You know, I like nod. I like some nods. So he acknowledges that you know, portal. The portal that brought him there takes time. They can't just launch another one and put him right back face to face with the evil Santa and. uh He's like, how are you even still here? He's like, because there are a few people that still believe in me. None outside of Russia, but here they still believe. So that, <laughs> they're in Russia. Uh, and he goes on to explain he can save the wolf or he can help Klaus, but he can't do both. So Klaus makes the decision. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the wolf, man. Why? <laughs> why, why can't you do both? He's given him ultimatum, bro. You don't it's want to. Just cut. It's to further the plot. He's feeling kind of bitchy these days. I could do that, but I really don't want to. So I'm not but literally, there is no reason stated. So Klaus tells him, save Lily. If I must, I'll fight alone. So Snow Maiden is her name. Says that she's going to go with him. And so Grandfather Frost hands her this staff made out of dream silver made by the sky people, and they only ever made one. I have so many questions. Keep, okay, keep in mind, it's, it's Grant Morrison's, right? Yeah. So you're going to be confused about everything. Some lore there that we're not getting. <laughs> so he goes to tend to Lily, shrinks himself down, goes inside her mouth, and, well, that that's the end of that. He, we don't see. We don't go what back to does. that. Oh my god! We assume he dies in the. <laughs> so it's a bad idea, guys. So yeah. now Snow Maiden and Klaus oh. are about to to battle an army of Santas, and as they approach the town, the bad Santa senses his presence and gets pissed, and he's like the chicken liver giver of gifts. If it's death's embrace ye craves, you've come to the right man, the blood-soaked taker of life. A child's internal monologue is apparently going on through all of this. Snow Maiden says, or goes, freeze all the children that are in these stasis pods. Because they're sucking the imagination out of these children to make their pola-cola. Oh. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's what makes Pola Cola so good. Is It's made with imagination. This tastes like children's okay. imagination. So, Bad Santa's, like, losing the upper hand. So he turns into a giant fucking werewolf. Okay. Might as well. I mean, uh, why not? Right? Christmas werewolf. <laughs> what? Snow Maiden calls him a bad dog and charges him. Gets swatted off to the side. He grabs the staff and breaks it. 
in half when Klaus is like, Dream Silver. It makes sense. So he grabs the broken staff and stabs him in the chest and kills him. The grandfather is now dying because Bad Santa is dying. Doesn't sign over the rights to Xmasville before he dies. Klaus just picks up the dying werewolf and chucks him off of the same spaceship that he was chucked off of. And we have... it's Okay, it's not a two-page spread. It's a good one, though. Where <laughs> everything is collapsing into this spaceship and they have to make a quick getaway. And so he starts saying the names of all the wolves. On Dasher, on Dancer, on Prancer, on Vixen, Comet, Cupid, <laughs> on Donner, and Blitzen. And the Snow Maiden whispered one word. Impossible. And this is all from one of the little girls that grew up, wrote a book about the whole thing, oh. and is reading it to people in a library. Wow. <laughs> and I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, the... <laughs> what? <laughs> that was a wild ending there. And she's signing books for people. Someone <laughs> walks up. I have a gift for you. It belonged to your grandmother. It's yours if you ever need me again. She says, oh. my grandma died in 1996. Her name was Kate. And her grandma was who had the flare at the beginning. Yeah. And it all comes full circle. Yeah. And now she has the flare gun. So we'll read about that again in okay. another couple So... <laughs> So loop. we don't know what happened with Lily the wolf. Grandfather Frost you, going into her mouth. <laughs> uh, uh, he it, died it being Grant Morrison, the, the wolf thing might come back up. But it just, it's... Well, I guess they have plans for another, like, six-issue minute. This is the weaker of the, the yeah. three products that have come out, for sure. Uh, and, again, derivative. Like, unapologetically, absolutely <laughs> using Lobo, <laughs> the Batcave. Wow. It seemed like some pretty good artwork, though, to be honest. Oh, oh it looks great. Yeah, yeah they did really good. Uh, Dan Mora, good yeah. job. Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and retire these to the short box and get into the news. It's time for the news. The phone booth news. That's right. The get phone the booths. We're getting into the nudes. Nope, no nudes news Damn. today. Uh, but we are going to try and save the day faster than Deadpool, which gives us about 3 minutes, 45 seconds. Whenever you're ready with the the clock there. Where's my, clock? Hold on, there's where's my, clock. my Where's my phone book news? <laughs> there it is. Can Christmas this up? I don't think I can. Um, I don't think I can. <laughs> you I do you. <laughs> yeah. And go. It, that's just awesome news. This past Friday, now recognized Batman co-creator Bill Finger was honored once again as a Bronx intersection was dubbed Bill Finger Way. In video game news, The Atom releases tomorrow as part of the Fighter Pack 3 DLC for Injustice 2, now available on all platforms. Injustice 2 has also won the Best Fighting Game of the Year award at the Game Awards and nominated for the same accolade from IGN.com. In, in comics news, writer Gary Duncan confirmed on Twitter that the current run of Guardians of the Galaxy will be ending with issue 150 for a bigger story he pitched to Marvel. Taking the place of this solicited... Issue 151 in February will be Infinity Countdown Adam Warlock number one and Infinity Countdown Prime number one. Horror comics fans rejoice. 30 Days of Night returns to IDW December 20th with original writer Steve Niles. In, movies, in movie news, 20th Century Fox is making its award season push for Logan in multiple categories and released the screenplay of, on their website for all of you cinephiles out there. 
Warner Brothers has found its Billy Batson a friend for the upcoming Shazam film. The role of Freddy will be played by its star, Jack Dylan Grazer. The anticipated Hellboy reboot finally has a release date and will hit theaters January 11th, 2019. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Ryan Reynolds has been cast as Detective Pikachu in the live-action Pokemon of Pokemon movie of the same name and intends to bring the character to life through motion capture effects. Yes, this is real. <laughs> a trailer for the manga-based ba uh, live-action film A Thai Battle Angel is out, and while I know nothing about the manga, I think this looks spectacular. Disney has found their live-action Mulan in popular Chinese actress Liu Yifei. In TV news, uh, the season 2 trailer for Jessica Jones released this weekend and further cements Spider-Man's place in the MCU. The next Marvel Netflix installment is coming March 8th, 2018. The first teaser trailer for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is out and boasts a unique animation style, to say the best. <laughs> the film hits theaters Christmas 2018. Morgan Jones, longtime reoccurring character on The Walking Dead, was revealed on The Talking Dead to be the crossover character for Fear of the Walking Dead's fourth season. The popular podcast serial, Welcome to the Night Vale, by... Uh, is being developed by MX for television. I forgot to write some words there. The Sabrina spinoff from Riverdale has moved from the CW to Netflix with a two-season order as to not conflict with the CW's other upcoming witch series, The Reboot of Charmed. Ugh. The first images of Supernatural spinoff series Wayward Sisters appeared in a recent issue of Entertainment Weekly. The series' backdoor pilot will be in Supernatural's 10th episode of the 13th oh, season. That's going to be cool. Former WCW and WWE World Heavyweight Champion Bill Goldberg announced on Twitter that he'll be making a two-episode appearance on the CW's The Flash. The first image of the Titans series and show is the first image from the Titans series and show its star. I wrote that like crap. Brendan Thwaites in costume as Robin. The costume seems to take a lot of inspiration from Tim Drake's design, despite the series Robin being Dick Grayson. Something I never knew I wanted was a Ninja Batman fighting a giant Joker mech, but it's coming next year in Batman Ninja. The Japanese anime trailer is available now online. And that's it. Oh, oh my god, we got it right on the button. <laughs> Three <laughs> minutes, 45 seconds. Woo. Yeah, Damn. right there. Wow. Yeah, that, okay. That that's was good news, though. Yeah, yeah. there's like... There was so, like, okay, because I kind of wanted to talk about the... Bill Goldberg better spear somebody. Oh, my God. If he in does the flash. Not, maybe a jack, a good jackhammer. Well, we know for... <laughs> he jackhammers him straight out of the speed force. <laughs> well, anytime a wrestler has been on one of these CW shows, they're always a villain. So we can assume Bill Goldberg's probably going to be a, a villain, which means, Barry Allen, you're next. <laughs> All right, well, the day is saved, which uh, gives us time to cover some more stories, some bigger stories, uh, a couple trailers, yep. and uh, a couple speculations on some movies. Yeah. So, first thing we're going to talk about, Jurassic World trailer. That shit came out, and uh, waste no pr time with product placement, that's for sure. <laughs> Did you see that in the bar scene? No! Like, w the very first shot, uh, well, I, maybe like the second or third shot of the trailer, boom, big Budweiser banner on this, like, hanging... Lantern. Here's our yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard's back. Chris Pratt's back. We got B.D. Wong. Maybe he's on the IMDb page. First thing, this trailer is weirdly paced. 
But did you guys notice that? Yeah. Like it. It, it, I feel like it picked up. It seems like it, it starts out calm, mm-hmm. and then, like, within, I don't know, what what would you say, maybe 30 seconds, just all hell breaks loose? Well, it's it's that, like, I don't blame that so much. I, I blame the music. Because the theme, the first time the theme comes up, it's when the little dinosaur is, like, yeah, running across trying to blend in with all the little toys. And yeah. Shit, which is cool. And it's, you know, it's starting to rise up and stuff, and it's what you want. Yeah. But then it just pops in twice more out of nowhere at a random moment after it's done going bum 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 I liked it. I liked it though. I thought it was pretty good. And it makes it look ten times better than the first movie, I think. Really? The first Jurassic World? No. Oh yes. Yeah. Chris Pratt. I don't think it's gonna look better than that one even. I have high hopes. Do you know I've got high hopes. I got high hopes for this one. I really hope it's gonna be good. I don't know, this trailer has not sold me. Um, I feel like it, it gave away the T-Rex moment. Yeah, it did. Yeah. That's, that's, true. that's a bummer. I would have loved to have seen that in the theater, like, without any... I don't know how the trailer was for the first one, but I remember watching the movie, and when yeah. they bring your T-Rex to you, you're hyped. It's yeah, great. yeah. <laughs> they didn't show. I don't think they showed the T Rex at all in the the trailer for the first. Not that I can know. Yeah, and so when and I'm assuming it's the same one. So when she right. sparks that flare in that first movie, oh man, you get chills. Oh, like, oh here she comes. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! And then then the movie ends with the T Rex on top of the fucking helicopter pad, like yeah. at the park out in the just distance. roaring out. Yeah, that was that was cool, man. And then. Boom! They they just they just dropped the T Rex on us. That's a bummer. Yeah, I, I can't believe they stole that shit from me. What else? What else are they gonna be able to do? Are they gonna uh, bring back the guy who plays? I don't know if the old guy is still alive. Uh, who plays the old oh, man? In the old uh, movie. no, the actor oh. who who played Hammond. Yeah, I think yeah, so. he's not alive anymore. Okay. I can't remember well, the actor's name right now. But they are giving us a juicy tidbit, and that's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Yeah, oh, without showing him, or wait, yeah, no, they, they did show. Yeah, him. they showed yeah. him in the in the. the yeah, you get a couple room. clips, and it was like they're like, we gave him the T Rex in the first one. We're gonna give him Gold Blue in the second <laughs> one. <laughs> well, and, and I love the fact that he he's going on to because they're in a debate about whether or not they should just let the dinosaurs the right. die off. Yeah, like on that island, or if they should try to save them. I really hope they give him a little more extensive dialogue in that scene, though, because the the argument that is made in the trailer is not an argument. They've been here longer than us. Yeah. Y'all fucking if made not, Well, it's not really an argument. It's one of those things where he's like, they've been here longer than us, and if we're not careful, they'll be here after us. Okay, so you're saying we should leave them to die? You're saying we should save them? No, he's not making it. He's just saying words. That's just for the trailer, I'm sure. Yeah, I really okay. hope he actually makes some sort of concrete argument. Because in the first movie, so. that's the guy he is. He's like, look, no, wow, uh, you really should have thought the shit out, but you were putting your wallets ahead of your brains, you know? Yep. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I hope they give him a little better treatment. I hope we see him in more than just that courtroom scene, too. I and feel like we will. There With are, the dinosaurs, What is right? the actor who played, um... Damn. The main character? Yeah, the main character from the first movie, uh... Uh... Dr. Sadler? Yeah. Or was that the no, one that was, that was the that chick. Was, that was the chick. Grant! Grant. Dr. Grant. Yeah, Dr. Grant. 
There are reports that he has been seen getting on out set. of a limo on set. Like, no, nobody said okay. they've seen him too. That'd be even juicier than uh, yeah, Thorne, because we, we already know him. I don't honestly. I don't think they're going to get either of these guys back on the island. But uh, I, I, I do want to see. see yeah, I would hope that the court uh, and a lot of the right stuff happens before they go on the expedition to go save the yeah. dinosaurs. In which having Jeff Gold, Goldblum as a part of the team would be great. I mean, to go save the dinosaurs. They've conned <laughs> both of them back onto the island before. We well, can get them out. <laughs> now they haven't directly gone like two and three never happened, but they have pretty much been like, yeah, we're not acknowledging Lost World or number three. <laughs> it's, uh, but but. It does seem like this is borrowing heavily from Lost World. Yeah. Yeah, uh, at least that first half of the movie where they're on the island and Injun is coming in and they're, like, they're trapping all the dinosaurs. Yeah. There's them who are there to save some dinosaurs. And then there's obviously a military force on this. Yeah, they're yeah, like... like it'd be yeah, war war they're, they're doing what happened in Lost World. They're capturing the dinosaurs yeah. for... Which would make a lot of whatever. sense since they were intending to militarize them in Jurassic World. Because oh, that's, yeah. that's the company that oh. they got was for was in Gen. Yeah, and he's yeah. in this movie, right? Uh, that I same think guy. He died. Did he, he died in oh. the first one, yeah. I think yeah. a raptor ate him. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, definitely. The, definitely yeah, did. The, the military guy did. I was going to say, that would be great but though. That's the what scientist happens. got away. Like the scientist. The one actually wrong. worked for the. Yeah, farm. no, BD Wong, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be coming up in this, too, because, like I said, his name is in the IMDb credits. Yeah. And I think it got revealed forever ago that that was going to be a thing. So, yeah, I, I, we're going to see B.D. Wong again. The other thing I wanted to point out from this was there's that moment where Chris Pratt is in front of Blue. Not the not the baby Blue, but, like, and he's like, you know me. And right. he's sticking he, his hand out, and then the trailer makes it seem like... The raptor freaks out or something like maybe Chris Pratt's about to get attacked. I don't think so. If you look at the way his neck snaps and his jaw opens, I think something. I think well, it gets attacked. Yeah. Well, because oh, yeah. I think maybe it Blue, dies. Like yeah. Blue's like facing him and then turns like yeah. towards the camera and like lunges and and kind of like goes a little backwards. But I, I don't think it really falls down. But yeah, uh, I think Blue gets attacked. I think maybe Blue dies. Maybe. No, has. Hashtag blue dad. <laughs> Hashtag you're my girl blue. My favorite scene that man. <laughs> my favorite scene is when uh, all that smoke and all that avalanche is coming down. Oh Chris my God, Pratt yes. running. With a little and orb the smoke thing. devours him. And then yeah, and then uh in front of him, uh his girlfriend, I don't remember the, her name. Yeah. But they end uh, up well it's Bryce Dallas Howard. I don't remember yeah. the character's name. Yeah, and they're in the pod and it goes over the cliff and into uh the ocean, ocean or whatever yeah. it is, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you can see more dinosaurs falling in it because oh. they're all running from the animal. Odal, you knew this one right offhand. What was this dinosaur's name? The Ankylosaurus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when that thing falls in, you're like, <gasps> oh, and before God. that, the reason that they're running, uh, before you see the avalanche, all these, like, uh, like carnivorous, even, uh, Dinosaurs are running after them, and they're like, "Wait, what's going on?" And they run right past them. <laughs> well, and, and everybody and else Chris starts Pratt running. Comes out, he's like, "Run!" Yeah, run! Yeah. So it's like um, the carnivorous dinosaurs aren't even worried about the humans around them. They're trying to it's book gonna it out be of there. A, like, it's gonna be a fun movie. Like, I'm not taking that away from it. Like, even if it's not as good as the Jurassic World, I still think it's gonna be a fun movie. 
Uh, trailer just, oh, just high high octane shit like that what we were just talking yeah. about. I just think that they already the trailer is giving away too much, and this is just the first trailer. Need Man, people tweaking. cannot wait to just spit trailers out on the lower back of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, we, we get drenched in trailers before that's before the, we actually. That's the money trailer right there. <laughs> trailer right there so yeah there's at least like one or two more trailers coming in the future yeah. and again they've already ruined we got to like july or june uh yeah that would have been good to write down wouldn't have <laughs> yeah yeah it's, a, it's uh, yeah, june or it's, july. yeah i think it's june or july though off the top of my head but anything else you guys want to add into that the only other thing i wrote down here was like the rise in jeff goldblum roles Oh, um, yeah. Like, uh, Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> and then he's at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and now, uh, yeah, he's Jeff Gold booming into Jurassic Park again. So, yeah, hashtag Jeff Gold booming. <laughs> all right, so I think uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, jump into our next one here. Now, this is the big one. All right, this is the, this is the trailer we've been waiting for since Comic-Con, since before Comic-Con, and it's not even the trailer that was at Comic-Con. Nope. So, not even close. Yeah. We're talking about the Avengers Infinity War trailer. This is this isn't even the culmination because Avengers Four is supposed to be like the culmination of the past decade of movies, right? Avengers Four is supposed to be it. So this yeah. is like the hop before the skip and the jump that gets us to the culmination. So what we've got here is uh, a lot of shit thrown at us. We like, I mean, it's hard to put together exactly. How things are gonna progress in this well, film, but I know you. Got, I know you guys you are theory? like. I got what? You got a theory over here? Yeah, you know, guys. Uh, I know you have a strict policy on no spoilers, but I'm gonna have to ruin this one. Uh oh. I'm gonna ruin the movie. Okay. You, you want to know who dies first in the Infinity War movie? Uh, Peter Parker. DC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Easy. This is, well, okay. Not to get too off topic here, but they are. They're doing a. a DC Films is doing a shake-up. They're replacing their head guy again. Oh, yeah. Bringing it, like, last year they replaced their head guy, who oversaw the films, because of BBS. We're doing it. And then, this year, they're they're calling Justice League a failure. They said Still got it time. needs $700 million to to be a success. There are $570 million. They're already writing it off as a failure. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Just because it's not doing well domestically. Uh, if I made that, it's doing great. If I made that much money off a movie, I'd be tripping. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, $10 million dollars off a movie, I'd be tripping. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so uh, yeah, it's definitely going. I don't it's even think they're thinking movie. about DC anymore. They're just yeah. like, ah, let the kids play. So here's the first thing from the trailer. One of the first things we see is Tony Stark, and he's, I don't know if he's holding his hand or, like, what, but his hand is obviously bloody. Maybe it's someone else's hand, but he's upset as fuck, and I'm thinking yeah. someone died. And I don't think it was Peter Parker. A lot of people are saying Spider-Man. A lot yeah, I heard there is going to be some people uh, getting killed off. Oh, yeah, they're, they're stripping a few. Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of speculation uh, out there that they're going to kill off. Big name people. Well, there's two people you Peter didn't Parker. see in the trailer at all, namely Hawkeye and Ant Man. Okay, now this is true. here's you see Ant Man in there. Here's my thing about Hawkeye, and there there have been rumors out there, nothing nothing confirmed yet, but it would make sense as to why we don't see Hawkeye, is because he's not gonna be Hawkeye. 
there are there is a lot of rumor, a lot of speculation that this is when he becomes Ronan. Wait yeah. a minute! Didn't they already have? Ro- wasn't Ronan the Guardians Thor? Of the no, Guardians you, of the Galaxy villain. Like that R O N A N. Ronan the Accuser. Yeah. I think yeah. was his name. Yeah. No, this is like Ronan, like Japanese Ronan. Okay. He looks really cool, and uh, like the the first appearance of him has like jumped up in price by like twenty thirty bucks. Just off of the speculation. Just off of the the idea. Oh, wow. That he's going to be Ronan in this movie. Wow. Now comics the, are but stupid. But the thing about that is, usually Theories. when when stuff like that happens, yeah. It's not far off from the truth. Yeah, but it because, has been. Right. It's right. not always right. So. And, you know, like, the the price of the first appearance of Deadpool, it jumped by, like, $100 when the first Deadpool movie was announced. Yeah. yeah. They know? killed him off, and then they brought, uh, in the comics, they killed him off, and then they brought out the movie, and then it's like, Deadpool just boomed really yeah. around that time. So God, it's like, that death of Deadpool. Yeah, so huge. that's why I think, yeah. I feel like we're not seeing Hawkeye right now. No. And in that that scene that we talked about, like where it looks like there's some people missing, yeah, I feel like he yeah, could the running scene through okay, the jungle. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and we'll get to that scene, but I want I want to talk more about this. Uh, maybe who died? Like, because I like I, um, I feel like that's what's going on. Right, right off the rip. Um, this is what I wanted to tell you about uh, earlier when they're all giving at the very beginning. It's a voiceover of them all giving the same speech that Nick Fury gave them. Nick Fury probably died. Oh, this was actually... It's possible. Well, they're saying Nick Fury comes back. Well, Nick Fury is going to be in the Miss Marvel movie, but that... Or uh, Captain Marvel movie, but that takes place in the 90s, so that doesn't count. That's back. Uh, yeah, so that that's a good theory. Um, uh, you notice that in that scene, Stark is wearing the same outfit he's wearing when all the shit's going down, when he's standing there with uh, Doctor Strange and oh, yeah. Man and all that. And like uh, or whatever. And so some people have argued that maybe it's Bruce Banner, but that can't be because they've already said that they intend to use him in future movies. Yeah, he has and a three uh, a three movie story arc. Yeah, yeah, they got a little arc going. I don't think he would be so torn up over Doctor Strange because like He's zero new. to no connection there. As far as what, like, or maybe uh, the other Benedict. Like if, if I don't know Doctor Strange is the one who died in that moment, why would he be that torn up? about it yeah maybe that. it's pepper see now that's pepper. that's a theory that i've heard I, I or roadie that good job it's either pepper or roadie <laughs> well i don't think it's roadie because we uh, see the war machine yeah. that could be before he but dies. Yeah, that could be but i don't, I don't think it's roadie because one uh so we see that too. scene where you and you made notice of it while we were watching it where thanos punches the iron man suit Oh. With his just his regular hand, yeah. and it goes, it doesn't like, doesn't just fall. It doesn't just go to a knee. It poof, just fucking done, face first, <laughs> right into the damn ground. Yeah. And before that, it's got its hands up. When has Iron Man ever put his hands up like that? It is. It is possible that this is Pepper Potts in the oh, Iron Man suit, which yeah. he has worn in Iron Man. I was gonna say before. either an AI or Rhodey, but Rhodey has his own suit. Yeah. And, and why would an AI put its arms up? Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, an AI would yeah, feel fair. Yeah. And, and we've seen weaker opponent, weaker people than Thanos just bust those AIs up. Like, that no make problem. me really sad thinking about it. Like, yeah. Pepper's like, oh, I'm going to save the Avengers. I'm yeah. going to put on the suit. And, I'm gonna save and them. then there's that other moment. <laughs> and the, the reason that I don't think it's Peter Parker is because, one, we've got a sequel coming. Yeah, we got Spider-Man sequel. I don't know if it's going to be pre-Infinity War or post, but 
there is that moment where he's laying on his ground and Tony's over top of him and uh, he's like, yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. Stark. He might be talking about Pepper. Pepper. He couldn't save her. Oh, yeah. man. That's yeah. crazy. So, uh, but okay, so we've also got uh, a scene where Banner is working on Veronica, where he's got the the arm of oh, uh, the Hulkbuster yeah. armor in the background. I think he's outfitting it for the Hulk. Yeah, no. I think he's going to wear the Hulkbuster suit to avoid turning into the Hulk. Yes. Ooh, yeah. maybe. That's that's what I but think. But if you yeah. if you see and how it jumps Wakanda. later, it looks kind of like the Hulk. But that's how the suit would jump. That's well, not how it works in, in uh, Age well, of Ultron. You, well, you he's got, also tinkering on it. So, like, yeah, I don't know. The reason, like, <laughs> I'm agreeing with you because remember the statement he made in Thor, he's where he was like, he doesn't want to Hulk out again because mm-hmm. he's afraid that if he does, Me. he'll never Un- like the Hulk will have complete control. He'll yeah. never be Bruce Banner. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I think I'm I'm in your camp here with this. Yeah. I think he's outfitting it for himself just and to be a little extra muscle. They're defending Wakanda at some. For some reason, in that in that part where he's wearing the Hulkbuster suit, and that's where I don't he's know at. If that's what, uh, Wakanda, or if that's New York, because wasn't there a city a oh. skyline in the background? Oh, I thought I remember seeing like a bunch of trees, and he's in the Hulkbuster. Ooh, there was a bunch of it was a big open field that he's jumping oh, into a bunch yeah. of trees, but I think the city skyline was in that could have been Wakanda too. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't look at the skyline uh, uh, too closely. A, uh, you guys want to talk about um, Thanos? Yeah, let's talk about Thanos. You want to talk about um, Thanos? I told whole... you about two Infinity Stones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It starts off with him in a... Well, we get... Uh, the first shot of the whole trailer is Xandar. Yeah. So, already we get a Guardians of the Galaxy uh, planet. When you see him do the portal, uh, coming out looking like Stone Cold, about ready to <laughs> open up a can of whoop-ass on the MCU... Uh, that's also Xandar. Give me an infinity, yeah! <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, and all the memes, man. I cannot... The Mythbusters, Thanos meme. I saw the uh, Bruce Willis one. Uh, the Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas one. And, of course, the, the Homer Simpson ones. Yeah, Homer Simpson. The, yeah, those are the ones that are getting really but circulated. Yeah, uh, costume change. What's up with that? Uh, what do you mean? Like, uh, downgraded? Yeah. Yeah, he's not yeah. wearing the armor and uh, the helmet. And stuff. Well, uh, I think he's supposed to get it later well, in the movie. God, and that his was... color changed throughout all the movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, he went from that, like, super deep purple when it was yeah, the... blue purple. And they also recast him, like, three times. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, I, but, I can be a little forgetful. I mean, there's been multiple times in the comics that he's just... He has not been in yeah. his armor... Mm-hmm. Like, there have been times where he's just in, like, cloth robes. You when he would expect a... him to show up, though, as he is. When he became a farmer... When he puts uh, on the gauntlet, that's what he's wearing. When he became a farmer, he put the... In the comics, he put the armor on a scarecrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that was after Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's been times he goes without it. It's usually really an aesthetic thing for him, because just as himself, he's stupid powerful. Yeah. Like... Uh, so he really doesn't need the armor when he doesn't have the gun. The, um, so. like, I know we, uh, most of the, uh, trailer has are predominantly CGI Thanos, mm-hmm. but you can see, uh, one particular scene I'm thinking of in general where it's, like, practical effects, okay. and it looks really good. What, uh, is that the one it's where it's, like, it puts a smile on my face? Like, yeah. oftentimes during war... 
there's not much room for laughter. I yeah, because it's He's like, like it's this. kind of close up on him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's another thing. He only has those two stones. Uh, one of them uh, being from Loki. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, right? no, or it's the tesseract. Uh, the tesseract. He was Loki was given the scepter by Thanos. Yeah. So oh, okay. yeah. But well, the, uh, we see Loki with the Tesseract. I think yeah. he's handing it over. And, uh, like, yeah, most is. people have been saying way before this trailer came out, Loki is probably going to die in this film. And I think that's what's going to happen. He's going to hand over the Tesseract, and he's going to get smoked yeah. for turning on Thanos he's in the a, first place. Well, yeah, uh, he's giving you Thanos is going to have the Tesseract. It's, that's what gives him the power... When he puts in the yep. Infinity Gauntlet to go on to different planets. He's going to get the Mind Stone from yeah. Vision. We and that's when he it. shows up on Xandar yeah. in that scene to the Guardians of the or Xandar, because he's going to get the stone from the uh, Nova Corps? Uh, no, he's going to get it from... Uh, was it the Nova Corps that ended up with it, or was uh, it the Collector? No, because the, the Collector opened it, but then they turned it over to the Nova Corps. To After they defeated yeah. Ronan, yeah. Okay, yeah, so the Nova Corps has it. So, yeah, he's going to take on the Nova Corps. Because, yeah. yeah, he definitely see, does have that gem. Yeah, we're going to see uh, Thanos popping on different planets. I hope we see Nova actually show up. Yeah, I thought that was, was going to cool be introduction. The, yeah. Which, that'll <laughs> tie into a later discussion. Um... But... Well, what? What? Oh, well, okay. He's also gonna be. He's gonna get the Mind Stone because we see it yeah, being removed. He, he's from saving vision. that from Vision. He's gonna uh, get them all. What's it, right? He's yeah. gonna collect them all. <laughs> <laughs> he is going to get them all. And if he well, doesn't, one glove really... to power them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we went from Pokemon to Lord of the Rings, all within a Marvel movie. Yep. Uh, well, I, I don't. Uh, I don't think he's going to get them all by the end of this movie. Though. No, no, no. no. Oh, yeah. no? I, I, no. I think they've made it very clear that he's not going to be collecting all of the stones in the first movie. And yeah. That, and if if for some reason he does, I mean, that would just spell the end of everything. So does, do you guys think this might make him one of the main villains for upcoming Marvel movies in between three I and four? I did not know any of that. I thought, well, he, I thought this was like might have been the end of this like arc. I thought he was going to get the no, stone. Uh, the... Avengers 4 is pretty much the end of this first half of the Marvel Universe. Okay. And then so we're still going to be doing that's some Infinity our, Stones. What we're going to be talking about later, that's when that starts happening is after Avengers 4. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, right now is just the first part. Thanos is going to whoop ass. And, and <laughs> When you said something about Nova, James Gunn said that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will lead into other stories. Yeah. And so, like, that could be one of them. Uh, there's still a big universe. Yeah, Nova's yeah. a big one. But, like... Uh, honestly, I think that I think Thanos is going to get three gems in the first movie. Like we saw the two that he's going to get, one being the from the Tesseract, which is so no hope some train a teleportation <laughs> some some sort. What? Uh, which one? The blue gem. Which one is that again? That's the soul gem. Soul. Yeah. Okay, so he'll get the soul gem. He'll get the mind gem. I think he's going to get the time gem. Yeah, because we're going to have the doctor. From Dr. Doctor Strange. From the Eye of Agamotto. But that would give him four out of the five. Three out of five. So if he gets the soul... Because he mind, has the purple one, too. No. like That's the when he, when he turns the... Or not the collectors. That's Nova Corps. Like, when he's turning the gauntlet, he has the purple one on there, I'm pretty sure. He, he's got the blue one yeah. in the first, and he's got the yellow one in, in second. Or and maybe vice versa. He's putting the yellow one in, and that goes in second. That's all he has in there. I think he's got the purple one. 
<laughs> but like the the reason I say that is because like going back to the scene of like Tony with Doctor Strange and Bruce and all that behind him, he's moving. They're all frozen. Yeah. So and if you look like that's a Tony from an earlier time because he has an arc reactor in his chest. That's the arc reactor he designed in Iron Man 2. Yeah, no, 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 no. See, because I know what you're talking about here, and, I, and you're wrong. You're wrong for a variety of reasons. One, uh, if you look at the, the Iron Man armor, that, uh, that it's obvious that this is the one Tony is in, uh, it looks a lot like the extremist armor, which is built into his body. So that could be uh, part of that. Also, when he's in the Sanctum Sanctorum, he has uh, the phone that Captain America gave him at the end of Civil War. Right. So if but, this is from an earlier time, because I know what you're talking about. He's in the exact same clothes that he was in in the Sanctum Sanctorum during that moment. And so if, why would he be in the exact same outfits in two different times? Okay, he can stay in the same outfit, but his body will change if Thanos uses the time gem to Turning warp him back. to warp time. Okay, but why would he do that? We'll have to watch the fucking movie. Why? <laughs> why that? What? First of all, he would have to have like a working knowledge of everything that has happened with Tony Stark up to this point to he, be like, I'm gonna take him back to just before he died from the arc reactor. You never know. You know, like. How would he fucking know that? <laughs> well, but the the reason I'm saying that one of the articles that I actually have read <laughs> was, was saying that was talking about that because that appears to be the arc reactor that like when Loki was going around yeah. and like he he hit yeah. his chest, but he wasn't affected by the staff. Yeah, that yeah, the yeah. Gym in it. I I understand that. I'm just saying like. He has that same glowing centerpiece in the Sanctum Sanctorum with Captain America's phone, so I'm thinking it's just tied to the new armor. If the watcher or if the watchers work for, uh, <laughs> you know, because you ought to. Well, you the watchers are in the saw, universe. We saw the watchers, so. and they do know everything about the Avengers on Earth. Yeah. They know everything. So but, if they worked for Thanos, which they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. And they, even if Thanos beat one of them to death, he but what if, probably still wouldn't. What if Stanley's character was so like upset about the Watchers just blowing him off that he's like, all right, I'm going to take my stories to Thanos. Maybe. <laughs> you know, wow, that wouldn't that be crazy? He's like, oh, wow. The whole pivot turns is out, on to Stanley. Turns out Stanley fucks the entire MC. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The death of Stan Lee causes the entire Marvel Universe to just collapse. That would be so weird. And then the Fantastic Four show up. And they're like, we're going we're gonna to do what we did in Secret Wars. We need to talk about Oh, the by the Marvel way, we movies. exist. And that's, <laughs> like, that's the end of the movie. That's why we need to talk like, about the new 20 yeah. films. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? This uh, stuff? Teenage uh, Group. Did you guys see him? At the very end when... Yeah, 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 yeah. You can barely see him, but yeah, he's as tall as everybody well, else. And it is a different group than what we had before. Do you guys know that? The, the first two... It's a whole Guardi different group. The first two <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy movies actually take place um, a couple years before most of the events that have been happening yeah. in the MCU. Uh, so by, by the time they... They, they meet up with, with Thor, them. yeah, they've yeah. got Teenage Groot and all yeah. this other crazy shit has been happening. Because in between... <laughs> Uh, 
Guardians 1 and Guardians 2, there's been some time. Yeah, definitely. Um, Wait, I thought Guardians 1 and Guardians 2, in chronological order, happened, like... Back to right, back. Back to back. Basically. I thought there was no time. No, there, I mean, there's, there's, a little there's, bit. there's a little bit of time, because they've... Now they're known as the Guardians of the Galaxy. Working they've for the Nova doing Corps. some jobs. Yeah. Like, it's, it's obviously, they've been around at least a, a few months. Yeah. Something small. Work and shit. So they're, no, they're not back to back. But, but, they, uh, but they take place a yeah. few years before Infinity War. My mind was sure. blown yeah. when everybody was fighting over uh, the fact that uh, this group was the same group. And like, oh, you know, I kind of just figured it was in general. Never put much thought behind it. But James Gunn purposely went into like detail with uh, people on Twitter and everything. Uh, fighting for the fact that this is not the same group. It's a totally different group because... Though he may be growing off of, like, you know, old... Part of... Yeah, yeah. old cells. He's not going to take over the traits and everything. He's going to be a new group. It's going to be the same race. But as you can already tell, this group um, likes to dance. He's a little stupid. And our other group was a little stupid, too. <laughs> but he wasn't... He wasn't as youthful, yeah, I'd say. Yeah. They all, they do... The, both of them have different personalities. So we're going to yeah. see an evolution of Baby Groot and uh, our... Teen in Infinity group. War. Teen yeah. Groot now. Yeah. Not yeah, just the um, fact that he's a teen, but it's going to be I, I some more I just find it fascinating people, people are so obsessed with that. Like, <laughs> what, the Groot thing? Yeah, like, I just wonder how Okay. I didn't All know right, that. All right, so happened. we got Iron Man. Some people are going to die, whatever, but I got to get this Groot shit out of the yeah. way before I can ever watch her in film. I guess this happened around uh, around Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy 2. Everybody's trying that's to just, that's sap on the floor, okay? All, it's just it's sap. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think uh, that's all I really wanted to say about gonna the have movie. some Kleenexes with uh, sap on it. I think the reason Thor... <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Okay. Some, some sappy socks. You heard, you heard it here first. Teenage Teen group. Teenage group. Masturbate sap saps. <laughs> Shoots out the sap. Shoots. He's shooting sap. Molasses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God. Okay. Alright, I'm not even going to say the last thing I was going to say. <laughs> this just doesn't matter. Let's go ahead and get to our next story. This is, requires a little bit of reading on my part. Kevin Feige to Vanity Fair uh, was quoted recently for saying there are 20 more movies on the docket that are completely different from anything that's come before. Uh, he can also be quoted as saying two distinct periods, everything before Avengers 4 and everything after. So we know that we've got 17 movies that have come out. We've got ones that are about to come out, which are Black Panther. You know, we know about uh, Captain Marvel. We know about uh, Avengers Infinity War. No, uh, Venom's not part of this universe as far as we Yeah, know. he's not. Uh, uh, I actually, uh, when I went into this, I went and tried to find every character that Marvel has the rights to. That's how yeah. I went down to it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Damn. I uh, Because we're going to speculate yeah. on what we think, right? Well, yeah, because the article goes on with uh, Bob Iger uh, saying that they're looking for worlds that are completely separate geographically or in timeline, that they also yeah. have like 7,000 characters yeah. that they have the rights to. So, yeah, they, they now, have a lot of people. That also means that... Uh, that also includes their shared characters like Quicksilver. 
Mm-hmm. You know, people yep. like that, and um, and yeah, also his sister. Yeah, I don't dead. think we're getting him back. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but that also means like a lot of you got to look into what shared characters they have with yeah. other companies. And but yeah, like I said, I went and tried to find a compiled list of all the characters that Marvel has the rights to, and you're not gonna find one. So you got to keep up to date with, hey, Marvel just got this person. Yeah, article saying you find this. And one. You really got to go off a little bit of. And, uh, and shit too. Like yeah. some of the more recent ones, uh, like like you ought to and the Watchers. That's a shared right. Uh, really? Yeah, that's shared. And um, that's weird. From the Fox deal that uh, we've been talking about. Yeah. And I know it's still a little iffy, but I just read like well, an article yesterday that bankers are working together now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's I was happening. gonna bring that up uh, <laughs> afterwards, uh, or well during during this. Yeah, fine print stages. Yeah, they, they're like right there to deal. So. What I thought would be fun for us to do is speculate on what these post-Avengers 4 movies could be. Uh, now, um, we eliminate obvious uh, possible sequels like Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I'm pretty sure that's going to be post-Avengers 4. Yeah. Um, we've got Doctor Strange 2, which is a possibility. It was it did really well in the box got, office. Uh, Black Panther might spur off some other people. Well, Black Panther might get himself a sequel. But, so... Uh, removing these obvious ones because we're not losing everyone after Avengers 4. We might still have a few people, like maybe Vision. We might still have Black Panther. We might still have Ant-Man. I'm pretty sure we're still going to have the Guardians. So we're going to have Spider-Man because he's got a movie coming out afterwards. After Avengers 4? Yeah. I thought it was after after Avengers 4. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm not really counting that one, but yeah. But, uh, so, okay. Fox-Disney deal. Yeah. Here, here's the obvious ones. X-Men film. They start their own X-Men franchise. Hey. We established the X-Men, finally. Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, yes. Fantastic Four. Finally, take another crack at it. If Marvel can't, Marvel Studios can't do it, we just give up. Since they're gonna <laughs> get the rights to it uh, soon anyways, um, that gives them a chance to work with now having them and uh, tying it in with stuff like Spider-Man yeah. and um, a lot of the stuff that Fantastic and Four even, had to do with Even the if they don't want to do a standalone X-Men film, they could do a Wolverine film. Yeah. Just yeah, do a singular Wolverine film to get him involved in Avengers 4 because that could always work. Well, uh, they also got um, rights to uh, Blade not too long ago. Oh really? So yeah, they could do a Blade movie. Get a Blade movie, guys. but like I don't really see it. But uh, I I would see him more as a ground level hero. Like, you're talking about a TV show. On, I'm putting him on yeah. like the Netflix well, slate here. That's also another thing I was gonna say. Um, like uh, uh, with the Netflix show, like you won't see Daredevil in the movies. Like Kevin uh, Feige apparently had to tell Collider magazine, like he had to be blunt about the fact that they do own Elektra, and but they haven't used her yet, right? They no, there she yeah, she's in she's season in two. Okay, yeah. so that lecture is out. She's in season two and Defenders. And uh they also have Ghost Rider. They own Ghost mm-hmm. Rider, but uh he's on the... He's been on Agents of Shield. Yeah. Yeah. And then oh, there's another did one a good uh, job with it too. A random one I wanted to throw out was uh Scrolls. We haven't seen Scrolls We're yet. We're getting scrolls. That's, yeah. that's Oh it is? I was I was gonna bring are we getting scrolls in Agents of Shield or is that gonna be in the movies? We're getting scrolls in Captain Marvel. Okay. Yeah. That's, oh, cool. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, cool. here's okay. <laughs> okay. Here's the right. oh, oh, oh God. He's he's getting naked now. <laughs> he's getting prepared. 
we're gonna get we're gonna go scrolls in Captain Marvel. So that's okay. gonna set up the entire line for Secret Invasion. Which yeah. is gonna give us We need Fantastic yeah. Four for that. That's, yeah. I was gonna say we can get a secret uh, Avengers Secret Invasion movie. I was gonna say maybe. we're that yeah. can lead us into Secret Avengers. That can lead us into Dark Avengers. That can okay. lead us into Siege. That can lead us into World War Hulk. Now I don't. We're not going to get World War Hulk. Yeah, we are. I don't think we're going to get World War Hulk. No, you never will get a Hulk movie because that's part of the deal. They are never allowed to make a Hulk movie. Yeah, I I think well, where they've made progress with Sony, (laughs) they're about to acquire like Fox's stuff. Universal isn't making a peep. So I think Universal is still going to hold on for dear life. Well, <laughs> right. but then also we can get our Avengers versus X Men. But yeah, you can do World War Hulk in, in the background of yeah. all the other movies. Yeah. Now I don't I don't <laughs> think they're going to go in line with the exact comic events. Well, no, you're quieting them out. But yeah, I I like where you're going with that. Like, though. Yeah. They they have they're going to have the ability to go into because of what Marvel now has. Yeah. Because for Dark Avengers. We have to have Norman Osborn. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and now that Marvel is sharing with Sony the Spider-Man universe, we can get our Norman Osborn. They're barely sharing, though, because, like, um, I guess um, villains is a whole nother discussion. Spider-Man, yes, they're fine with that. Like, yeah, they have him. But they're not going to be able to use Venom, of course. They're making a Venom movie with, uh, who else? Is that Sony or... Yeah, no, that's Sony. Yeah. That's all Sony. Sony has making like the villains movies. tons of the villains for Spider-Man, so yeah. we're gonna have to wait for some of that kind of stuff. But but like there, there are so many what options. Say, yeah, like whoever ends oh, up Norman in the Spider-Man but... movie is on the table. And then there's people that they don't even know who owns who. Did you know that? Like really, Submariner Namer, um, Submariner. Oh, see, yeah, my bad. <laughs> um, like I guess they uh, they don't know who owns them, and I'm pretty see, sure Kevin Feige said he's like. We're gonna like we own him, but I'm pretty sure he's a they tricky don't one. know. Yeah, because he, Namor is labeled as the first mutant, oh, but he's yeah. also an Atlantean. Can't use him. Yeah, yeah. So like he's and they're gonna he wait. Is, they're gonna wait for Aquaman's uh, cinema appearance to like kind of die down. I'm sure yeah. before they yeah. use him. But that would be another great thing to set that up. That could be that. a good movie. Um, No, I had an idea because they said, and I quote, worlds separate, like like maybe branching dimensions going into different universes. Spider Gwen, maybe no. Uh, Actually, I wasn't really. I don't give a fuck about Spider Gwen. (laughs) I really don't. Like, uh, I'm underwhelmed by that idea. Not that it wouldn't would be terrible. It's just like you got this. You got all this other way cooler stuff to do. But no, I'm thinking maybe X Men is a separate u- uh, universe. Maybe not yeah. so much that they like uh, they cross over with the established movies now, but th- that's maybe how they do an X Men universe on yeah. their terms. They do an X Men movie, but it turns out it's not happening in this Marvel cinematic. Uh, it's, it's not like you know. And after they they enlist the, after Fantastic Four becomes a thing. They're always fucking with multiverses and stuff. That's how they can cross the two yeah. over. And then maybe we get that X-Men vs. Avengers uh, movie. Oh, that would be about. Bad, yeah. yeah, so I thought that was a really cool way to uh, to do that. But uh, you never know. But I mean, all I, the cogs that are moving right now, it really looks like a lot of these stories are going to be falling into place. Like, a lot of possibilities are 
okay. happening. So not so mainstream. Like who? Oh yeah. Who who would who could you see uh, like coming into these? Like Trav- not not and, even like solo movies, yeah. but like characters yeah. coming into play in these twenty movies. Uh, and, and Iron Man. Three, and how could they interact? How could they with interact? the established universe? Oh. Yeah. Well, this is an e- yeah, obvious one, but not mainstream. In Iron Man 3, you see uh, Ellen Brandt, who yeah. is Man-Thing's wife. So, That's Man-Thing could yeah. happen. Yeah, and they have the rights to Man-Thing. That would be fun. They have him. So, and he, uh, yeah, he, he could definitely impact the, like, I don't know. It went, with the MCU constantly, like, genre hopping, like, yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp is kind of, what are they calling that one? A romantic comedy. Like yeah. We're finally getting the romantic <laughs> comedy of the MCU. That would be a great horror film. Yeah, for the MCU. That reminds yeah, me yeah. though. Did you guys ever? Uh, it came out in like September, I think. But did you guys see the Ant Man Wasp production teaser mm-hmm. uh, for Coca Cola? Oh no! no. Yeah, um, <laughs> Ant Man sneaks into Bruce Banner's uh, office. And you can barely see his like yeah. silhouette. You don't okay. see either of the actors. Yeah, you do hear Paul Rudd's voice. I do remember seeing. Yeah, that. and he takes a coke. He's like, "Sorry, Bruce," and he jumps out Bruce's window, and then the Hulk <laughs> comes busting out of the building, and the uh, CGI and everything was pretty good. It's like movie quality. Damn. Yeah, and he chases down Ant Man, and eventually gets the coke from, him, but he that's can't open great. it, and Ant Man has to open it for him. <laughs> and that's the, the and then at the end of it, yeah, it shows two little uh, uh, directors chairs with Ant Man and Wasp, but they're really tiny. So what so, you're saying is Ant-Man and Hulk team-up movie sponsored by Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny comedy film. Yeah. And they're all going to be drinking Cokes like left and right. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah, no man thing could totally work. I I had trouble in this one. I really did. Uh, I thought, first thing I thought, Moon Knight. And Me I was too. Like, <laughs> if anything, that would be a Netflix. Series. Yeah, we're, yeah, I really we're don't reaching that. that very close to Yeah, I, I really don't feel like that would be a big... Uh, full-on display. Just film. like Blade and Ghost Rider. See, see so. I'm not even, anymore, I'm not even thinking, like, who can get their own film or anything like that. I'm like, I'm starting to think, like... Well, you're gonna need those. Well, well, to yeah. fill out the... Yeah, the big but things. do you remember Maestro? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I would love to see something with him. Isn't that tied into World War Hulk? It's... Uh, Maestro's tied into a lot. Yeah. Like, he's... If I remember right, Maestro is Hulk, like the Hulk we know. Yeah. Old. He's never reverted back. Like he can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's old, he's wise, and he's in charge of a lot of shit. Hmm. Maybe, but I don't know. I, I just I don't see that plugging into That would be really anything awesome, post Avengers 4. It would be cool. I wanna see it, but I just don't understand how it would like come about yet now do you think we're gonna get an adam warlock movie with all this i think so yeah with adam at uh, the end of guardians 2 yeah right? yeah adam warlock was revealed at the end of, which end is of gonna have and, a big and part in infinity say, war we, right we i think he's going to show up in in infinity war and play a huge part in avengers and, 4 yeah and i like yeah. if he is in infinity war and we haven't seen him at all like it's probably gonna be some dramatic uh stuff you know it's gonna be like it's gonna be I'm saying last 10 minutes of the movie, like, he shows up. That's that's how they get away from Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Thanos is literally about to just crush them all. Like how Tony Stark sees them all, like, dead uh, in uh, Ultron. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Adam Warlock shows up. 
like manages to beat Thanos back for a second, rescue them, and the movie ends. That would be cool. That means like uh, the Avengers would be like in the like in the re- uh, rescued custody of like the Sovereign, right? Is that what they're called? Sovereign. Sovereign. Yeah. Yeah, which would like breach them, uh, you know, take them out into the galaxy more. Be yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh. Oh. What, what do you think? Well, I think of mine some more. I still. Don't I'd like have to see it. a Nova movie. Nova. Like, movie. I, yeah. I feel like that's he's, what I keep he's reading. A character. Uh, he's uh like. I feel like the outfit and everything would be awesome reimagined cinematic wise and bringing a story together would kind of like give us like kind well, of a Captain America feel. Like I like the way they did Captain America. Yeah. And uh, I just feel like it would Cause, I mean, represent a lot of the same. There's like, another forms. big storyline they can pl- they can bring into play and that's the War of Kings. And and that's all like that is all okay. cosmic. Like it, it's very Nova based. It brings in like Ronan the Accuser, which yeah. I'm sure they'd be able to bring with the out. bring him around with the Infinity Gauntlet. Maybe. Uh you Maybe. know, it brings Thanos, uh it brings a lot of the um it ties into the well, Celestial. Now, just to remember, we're talking post-Avengers 4. So we're assuming Thanos is defeated. He does not have the Infinity Gauntlet. Anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. like that's the thing. Like, the, the War of Kings, like, Annihilation, all that, that's all, like, okay. post The way that. you worded that, it made me think that you were talking, like, no, they I'm, use Thanos. Yeah. Like, one of the things I see happening during, like, either Infinity War or Avengers 4 is Thanos is going to bring a shit ton of villains back to life. Or, like, into play I somehow. He doesn't really need to. That's I mean, why have, I was, you ever, have you ever read Infinity Gauntlet? That's why I was going through the 7,000 characters. You I say couldn't. it out loud. You say it out loud so they can hear you. Fuck no, I haven't read it. Yeah, he does I mean, not need an army of I haven't, anything. I haven't well, read it eight either, but I, I've read, uh, I think I watched a couple videos. <laughs> I haven't got a hold of the, the books yet. You guys, I have it. You can read it. But, it, yeah, no, he, he, no, he punks the fucking Avengers like they're nothing. Plays around with, uh, yeah. who was it? He puts a bubble around Captain America's head, I want to say. He crushes Spider-Man's skull with a rock, just nothing. Yeah, like... Jesus he Christ. fucks him up like bad. He doesn't need an army of villains yeah. to help him out. If they've anything, got, he would find that pathetic. They've got access to seven thousand characters. I don't see him trying to bring people back. Yeah, I think they're going to try to progress. That's what I hope they. I hope they bring out Lady Death. Uh, really? Like, yeah. Well, the whole reason he he acquires the Infinity Gauntlet is because he needs it. Because Lady Death asked him to kill half oh, the universe. Yeah, and so he acquires right. the Infinity Gauntlet, kills half the universe, and she still won't love yeah. him. And so yeah. all of his efforts are just in service to trying to gain her love. It's like okay. the kind of like small driving factor that nobody in the universe knows about. But like, yeah. you know, because he's so powerful and everything. It's like, he's oh, in love he's with he's to... in love with death so much so yeah. he killed his mother the day he was born. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I thought maybe a She-Hulk movie. <laughs> maybe. Like Red Hulk? Uh, they, uh, I think Red Hulk's part of that uh, Hulk deal. No, yeah. no movies. I don't, um, I don't think the they have is, She-Hulk, though. Yeah, that's, that's the difference. Yeah. But think about it. General Ross, who becomes... The Red yeah. Hulk, yeah. he is part of the MCU. Yeah, but I think it's another one of those he could be a background from Universal 
situations. He could act just as much as the Hulk already does in the movies. She-Hulk could he, be the culmination of this. But they th- can't have the standalone movies. Yeah, She-Hulk could be the culmination of this three-act Hulk story that they're trying oh. to play out that started in this. And then so after Avengers that, Infinity War, she carries on the Hulk title. That way Hulk still remains like a co-star of yeah. the movie, but it's basically going to be a whole Hulk movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> and we're seeing more resurgence in yeah. female. That would work. Like, that was going to make me say, like, what, what do you think yeah. about bringing in Jane Foster's Thor? Well, oh, yeah. We would have to bring back Natalie Portman. Now, if she were the... If she were playing Thor, I think that might intrigue her because she has shown no interest in really coming back at all post Thor that's 2. Right. But, yeah, well, that's why they broke up off screen. That's why she's not in Civil War, you know, so. Or. But they just keep referencing it. Or Avengers 2 <laughs> is what I'm thinking of. Because they talk Jane about Foster? her in Avengers 2. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, if she were offered the role of Thor, maybe. But in order to do Lady Thor, you'd have to really bring her in. It, it wouldn't be the first time the MCU has recast, but those were the early days. They're real picky That's about a, that shit now. Yeah. Well, also, like, when you go back to uh, some of those quotes, it's going to be um, in ways no one will expect. So if yeah. And at the same time, we're going to get a loss of major characters. Say we lose Thor. But we gain Lady Thor. Yeah. <laughs> it's an idea. It, yeah, no, it's it's potential, and yeah. I don't think it's impossible, especially well, I if they can get they Natalie Portman yeah. involved. I don't think they would get rid of Chris Helmsworth, though. He's like, he's a great actor. Oh, no, I, I think they totally would. The, oh. the Thor movies have underperformed oh, across really? the board. The, like the Thor Ragnarok is the probably the best one, yeah, and it's buzz. still not like breaking the bank. The way I a lot of the films have. Yeah. have. So I, I could definitely see Thor being taking replaced. a background. Yeah, being replaced or taking a step back or something. But yeah, I, like I would put my money on a She-Hulk film with uh, Captain Marvel coming up. Captain Marvel getting her own in, like, her. it would be a sequel, but like being established in the Marvel Universe yeah. uh, in this timeline. I can see her coming out because we're seeing more more push for women in yeah. superhero roles. Yeah, that's why we are needing some of that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, there are plenty of them. There, yeah. there are more than enough to use. So, anything else, you guys have anything? Um, not any pertaining Avengers Infinity War. No. I, I do have like two little things that I wanted to mention to you guys. Okay, um, all right. You guys know about the recasting for uh, Batman, right? Yeah, like they're looking. Uh, but the one I've seen the most and the one that I would really like is John Hamm. They're saying John. I've seen John. They Hamm said. A lot uh, they said. Well, John like Hamm it. has been a fan casting for a while, and no, then yeah. there was uh, a recent thing where apparently John Hamm wants the part. But that would be. Cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut us <laughs> off on this topic because we are gonna do a full on Batfleck episode after the new year. Oh, right on, right <laughs> yeah, I'm planning a Batfleck episode. And then the uh, well, the only other thing I had was uh, did you guys see the not the latest Deadpool uh, teaser? Because there's another one that I have not watched yet, but the second one. We've all seen the first one, of course. The, the Our one show revolves around the, it. where they give up. Tattoo, uh, where they're giving out tattoos. No, that is the third one now. Uh, That's the third one. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
But uh, yeah, since since we bank our uh, phone book booth news off of these teasers, basically, <laughs> um, I would like to talk about the second one, and it was Deadpool doing the Bob Ross video. Oh yeah, we talked yeah, about yeah. that you last did? episode. Oh okay, yeah. yeah, I just saw it and it was great. <laughs> yeah, it was if you great. if you'd have been here, you'd yeah, yeah, have, you know, yeah. See, see what happens when you mess up. Ooh, what about Deadpool? If Fox acquires or if That's Disney a- acquires Fox, what's gonna happen to Deadpool? Because I don't see this version of Deadpool. As extreme as he is, being a part of the MCU, but I also don't yeah. see them just letting that character go because he's so popular. They can make so much money off him. So, do I... they keep the Deadpool franchise going as a separate universe, or yeah. do they bring him into I the MCU? I think they will, because as popular as Deadpool is, as well as he has done, he's proved himself to be a money maker for the movie. He's marketable as shit. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I I see them continuing with that. I see them continuing the R rating. Mm-hmm. Even though now we're we're talking they, Disney, but still look at Netflix. They keep his franchise going. Like just in his own separate universe, mm-hmm. but he makes small subtle crossovers every now and again in maybe like an Avengers movie or like a future He just, like he pops up. Yeah, he just pops like, up. He's He's not doing anything. Yeah, he's not affecting the he's plot. Getting, he's he's getting a, a hot dog from the hot dog vendor. Yeah. Like maybe he like spills spills a soda on himself. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, every PG thirteen movie is, is entitled to one use of the word fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that could be <laughs> from that character. Like from that point out, every PG thirteen Marvel Disney movie will have an appearance by Deadpool somewhere. And like, okay, my example. He's at a hot dog vendor. He's going to put mustard on his hot dog. And the lid pops off. And he gets mustard all over his suit. And he's like, fuck, I just had this dry cleaned. Right. That's totally Deadpool. I just just had another thought about potential future movies. Okay. (laughs) What about next-gen characters? We've been getting all sorts of next-gen characters. Like Miss Marvel. Uh, who is, uh, what was her name? Kamala Khan? Oh, yeah. Then we like, got Amadeus Cho. I don't think he was. I don't think he's... Universal has that one. No. no. Marvel does. Marvel, Marvel has Amadeus owns, Cho. Owns that, so it's not impossible for Marvel. So we could get our totally awesome Hulk. Maybe, maybe, scrap my She Hulk idea. Maybe this three act thing with the Hulk leads into Amadeus Cho. Who takes over as yeah. the Hulk, and then MCU can do their own Hulk movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. They're, they're again, like, Miles Morales is established in this universe now. Yeah, kind of. Uh, he's, he's... I think they said something about, uh, yeah, like, a, a exploring some of that eventually. Well, they've got the Into Spider-Verse uh, that I was talking about in Phone Booth News. That's Miles Morales, well, Spider-Man. Not movie. even just yeah. that. He is actually a, he became established in Homecoming. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I think they not are as like he was brought up as like he's a kid. He was right referenced. Now. Yeah, and yeah. the way he's brought up, he's a kid. He's not Spider Man right now. Yeah, so. like he's maybe what like maybe preteen. Maybe give the as as old as Tom Holland. I'm, I no, no, I think he's younger. The way he they, the way that his uncle references him. But yeah, but his maybe give the MCU him. another ten years of my. <laughs> So, who knows? But, uh, yeah, nobody else has anything else. Uh, 
Yeah, that's about all the news bits I got. Uh, well, yeah. I got one more bit of news, and uh, you got it's bits? I'm gonna I'm gonna take us down from this high note and get real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. So uh, this weekend, comics icon Brian Michael Bendis revealed on Twitter that on the second of this month, he woke up in intensive care after succumbing to an MRSA infection, which, if you're not familiar is a staph infection that's tougher to treat due to its resistance to commonly used antibiotics. Uh, Bendis said that he almost died on Monday and he was blinded for four days. Replying, replying on that matter, his wife literally saved his life. Uh, Bendis also went on to say that recovery might take months and uh, we wish him the best for sure. Absolutely. One of the, and like his family's been by his side. Uh, I mean, even friends like, from the industry, friends outside of the industry. Who was it? Uh, Joe Casada spent like two days by his bed. Yep, yep. Uh, and it it sucks for the fans in the way that he was just coming to DC. If you remember us talking about that mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago, he was making the he was with Marvel for eighteen years, yeah. going to DC. So what I hope happens out of this. Above all else, like he he gets better, good recovery and all that. But I hope DC plays it cool and is like well, we can wait. They've on already shit. like he he had like a, a four or five like comment strand on on Twitter when he where he made this announcement. One of them was that both yeah Marvel, I only saw the two. Uh, both Marvel and DC have stated that you know. He can work at his own pace and as he needs Good. to or whatever. Good. They're being very yeah. like because cool well we, yeah we weren't really clear what the deal was like we knew he was going to finish out on the books he was doing with Marvel yeah. and then we didn't know what was coming to DC like if this was going to be like bigger picture rebirth stuff or if he was just going to do his own thing. So I'm really glad to see that the companies are playing it cool. Yeah. Like I mean I don't like. Icon doesn't do it. I don't feel like we're in legend status with this guy yet, but he's gonna be there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he, he's this is inspiration. Some of yeah. the biggest stories in Marvel history. Well, he he created Jessica Jones. We were just talking about her new trailer yeah. earlier today. That's his Twitter icon is the Jessica Jones yeah. season two banner. Uh, yeah, he created Jessica Jones. He's created a lot of people. Yeah. In the Marvel, uh, universe. And, uh, and I'm sure he's going to do great things in DC as soon as he comes back. But we wish you the best, Michael. You'll, you'll never hear this. I don't even know if you go by Michael. That's presumptuous. It's <laughs> very presumptuous. Old Mike. Oh, old, old B Mike. <laughs> B Mike. Old B Mike. Uh, we do. We wish you the best. We love your stuff. We, we can't wait to read more from you. And, uh, you know. I don't know where to go from that. Like, it just sucks. Yeah, we try to have a semi-Christmas episode, but what can you do, you know, when people are getting hurt? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> it does, like, I mean, he's making his recovery. You, like, you said it's going to take months, but he is going to recover. He's, ha- he's got a, an army of people behind him. So, Hopefully if you want to take Christmas. the Christmas spirit out of this story, it's that hope. You know, hope and and family are a part of this man's world. Definitely. <laughs> there you go. Hope he's in town. For I don't know if that's inappropriate or not. But <laughs> It'll be a Christmas miracle. 
Well, he's already he survived. Like he's not dead. <laughs> what the hell, guys? Four days and now he's not. Jesus. That's pretty amazing. That's, that's that's the Christmas Christmas miracle. Not going to be. It happened. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, guys. Look for our Star Wars: The Last Jedi review episode next week on the 18th. We're gonna be taking a bit of a break. Uh, a few weeks. You're gonna get more content, but we're not gonna be recording. We're pre-recording everything. Uh, our Christmas commoners commentary for the Santa Claus is coming on the 23rd. Then we'll return on the first of the new year with a special serious shit for you all. Then resume our normal bi-weekly schedule. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, I wrote a bunch of stuff here. Uh, we're going to tell you about our New Year's resolutions in that episode. As always, guys, like, comment on any of the subjects we covered in this episode. You know, follow us on our various uh, different social medias. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. I am James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Travis Herman, Dr. T. Neal. And play the Yuletide outro music. <laughs>